would be nice if all the teams went out and played like swaggering dandies as the Hamlet do. An absolute humdinger from about 25 yards. Get it. Swaggering dandies. An absolute humdinger. Hello and welcome to episode 16 of Forward the Hamlet. I'm Hugo Greenhouch. And I'm Ben Sibley. This week we've got an interview with new signing Tom Derry. We also speak to Dulwich Hamlet fan Stephen McCarthy about his first season supporting the club. Dulwich made a new signing ahead of the Met Police game. His name is Tom Derry, he's a striker and his move was funded by the 12th man scheme. I spoke to Tom yesterday morning to find out how he's getting on at Dulwich. Yeah, so you've been at Dulwich for just over a week. What are your first impressions? Uh, yeah, I really liked it. I was um, I was surprised on um, on my first game on uh, on Saturday, the home game, uh, the amount of fans that we get. Um, because obviously I've I've went to school around the corner and I don't live too far away either. But I've never actually been to a Dulwich game. Um, so yeah, I was, I was quite taken back by, by the amount of fans that we get, the amount of noise that we make. Um, and yeah, all the boys seem nice. Um, it's quite a good um, like a, a team. It seems like a very, very much a team atmosphere. When I walked into the dressing room for the first time on Saturday, I kind of, kind of got that impression. Um, so yeah, it, I think all the foundations are in place. We just need to, just need to get winning the games and get promoted, really, don't we? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you, you probably didn't even know everyone's name when you were playing in that first game. No, I didn't, yeah. It was because uh, I hadn't got to training before that, literally. I signed on the, the Friday night before the game and then I kind of just walked in and tried to get to know as many people as I could in the warm-up and stuff. Um, but yeah, I'm still, I'm still learning a few, but I seem to know most, most people's names by now. So you got the call on the Friday. Was that the first contact you'd had or was it was it in the pipeline? Um, I think there's been quite a lot of interest from Dulwich in the past. Um, my agent said he's spoken to him a couple of times. A few of the boys that I've played football with have always kind of said, kind of spoken about Dulwich and said it's quite a good club. And one of the boys uh, at Aldershot signed from Kingstonian. Um, and he said that the Dulwich manager was asking me after me a few months ago. Um, so I think it was always kind of, it was there was always a bit of interest from their part and also from my part. Um, and yeah, and then kind of on Friday, it just kind of all clicked into place, and I just thought I need to get enjoying my football again. And uh, we're in quite a promising promotion position, so I thought it was the right move for for me and for the club. And you mentioned the uh, Gavin Rose sort of expressing that interest in the past. What's it been like just for your first week working with him as a manager? Yeah, it's been good actually. Um, on training on Thursday, we did some. Specific forward training, um, kind of what you mean when you finishes and stuff, which was which was good because uh, not really done that in this season to be honest. Um, so yeah, the the group kind of split off into two: the defenders did their bit, forwards did their bit, um, and then we came together at the end. Um, so yeah, I thought I thought that was a good way to take training actually because it allows you to focus on your specific things um, and then kind of come come together at the end of training and then see how they've. See how your practice has paid off, really. Uh, and, and going back a bit, uh, you were at the Charlton Academy. What are your what are your memories of your time there? Uh, just positive, really. Um, yeah, I 
I, I signed there when I was about when I was about 13 um, and then was there until I was like until the end of I was about 18 um, yeah it, it was a really good setup there obviously it was probably apart from Crystal Palace it was probably the most local um, side um, to where we are um, but yeah I was, I was a bit disappointed when I didn't offer, offer me a pro deal because uh, I was top goal scorer in the youth team and played for the under 21s and stuff so I was a little bit taken back when I didn't get offered the, the pro deal but then I signed on at Gillingham for a year and that didn't work out so much um, but yeah and I just find, find myself where I am now and then hopefully I can get climbing back up the leagues yeah definitely and at Gillingham you got to work with Peter Taylor Martin Allen good experiences yeah, yeah, I, I, I really liked um, liked uh, being with Martin Allen. Um, he was a, I thought he was a really good manager, just because it's something completely different to any kind of manager I've been with before. It was very much hands-on. Um, so his man management skills are really good. I lived with him for a little bit because um, I was travelling into Gillingham every day um, from home, and he just said, basically, just come live with me for a couple of months. So there was a few of us that lived with him for a few months. And that was a good experience, to kind of eat, sleep and breathe football. And then he left kind of December and then Peter Taylor came in and it wasn't, he basically said, I need to free up a bit of money to bring in my own players. So I've not seen you play, but you just find yourself quite unfortunate at this time. Which is fair enough, it's just the way the football works, it's quite cutthroat and yeah, sadly that's what happened. Yeah, and while you were there you got your first taste of non-league football out on loan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you were quite, you were quite popular at Chelmsford, I've read. Uh, yeah, I, 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 was, I was quite taken back by um, kind of the standard of it because when people have always said to me non-league football, and I kind of all of my kind of growing up was always like, through the pro system, um, and I kind of thought, oh, I'm going on over here, like, what's it going to be like? But I didn't realise how many ex-pros there was in there, and how many people working their way up the leagues, and some people coming to the end of their careers and they just want to play a bit of football. Um, Sounds good, and obviously that kind of that made you prepared for uh, for Dulwich, I suppose, in a way. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it kind of shows you a different side to the game. Um, so obviously, it's a lot, a lot more physical, um, which is definitely something I need to work on in my own game. Um, it seems to kind of be the lower down you go, the the more physical it becomes. Um, but yeah, so that's something I definitely need to work on um, physicality. So. Hopefully, playing at a lower level, and then I can learn developing side of my game that really needs developing, and then hopefully that will put me in a good stead for the future. And uh, you started the season at Aldershot. How was that? Yeah, it was good. Um, I really enjoyed my time at Aldershot up until the point. Um, I got a few starts under my belt. I started against Portsmouth in the first round of the FA Cup. There was like twelve thousand people there. Um, that was a really good experience um, and then something changed and I just kind of the manager wasn't really having me anymore um, so yeah I just thought I needed to kind of leave and get playing some football 
club at this age, it doesn't really matter what level you're playing, it's just about consistently getting the games on your belt and learning the game. Um, so I just, yeah, that, that was pretty much the thought behind that. Just thought I needed to play some games. Um, really enjoyed my time there. Um, it's a bit weird nowadays, kind of not, not training every day because obviously all shop was full-time. I've been full-time my whole life and now we're just a couple of evenings a week, which I've struggled to adapt with a little bit, to be honest. Yeah, have you, have you got any ideas of how you're going to fill that time? Um, well, I just started doing a bit of work part-time, um, uh, just with a friend of mine. Um, and I've been going to the gym and stuff, trying to work on the physicality of my game. Um, so I suppose in some ways it's probably quite good for me because normally we'd be training every day and I'd be doing a lot of travelling. So I couldn't really work on maybe the strength side of my game or, or whatever. So now on the times that I get off... Um, yeah, I'm just been trying to get in the gym and kind of do a bit of my own stuff to focus on to kind of improving myself, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, because you've sort of been all over the South recently and now you're playing for your local club. Mm, yeah, that's, yeah that's, that's, I think that's it. I just need to, need to get back get back and join my football. And back in Dulwich, um, when we had a game on Saturday, I could actually smell the, the Dulwich air from when I used to play at Allens. Yeah, actually, the grass and, you know, you can get that kind of the smell of the turf and it just kind of felt like Dulwich and the crowd was roaring and I just thought it kind of just felt right for me at the moment. Oh, that's good to hear. So you, you, you're obviously settling in. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. I actually played for Dulwich Hamlet um, when I was like 11 or 12, I think. Um, yeah, I played for one of the younger sides. Um, I've got some pictures somewhere which I should dig out and I'll send over to you. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it when I was like, 11 years old or whatever so um, hopefully it will be it'll be just as good now as, as it was back then um, and I think I think yeah, what, what might surprise me was, was actually a, a big a, the club's almost like too big for the league if you know what I mean the, the amount of fans we get doesn't really warrant the league that we're in um, so I don't see why we didn't get promoted and why the club wouldn't just continue to go as it kind of has already if you know what I mean yeah, it was obviously a bit of a contrast between the, your debut and then going away to Bognor. And... <clears throat> yeah, 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 definitely. But um, it doesn't really matter about kind of how many Bognor fans turn up, really, does it? It's all about on the Saturday when we got a home game and kind of we try and put on a show for all of the, the fans that turn up to watch us. And the... Although the, um, I, was, I was also taken back by the amount of fans that that Dulwich brought on Saturday and the amount of noise that you lot were making even after us being pretty abysmal and leading 4-0 um, yeah it was it was quite a credit to the club I thought that you lot just carried on singing regardless oh good well we're always glad to know that it resonates with the players yeah well no it definitely, definitely recognised the boys felt pretty awful afterwards to be honest because it was a bit like you lot we travelled all that way and got completely turned over um, and then you lot come all that way and watched us get turned over um, but you were still in good spirits and pretty positive about the whole thing which I think was a bit was a big lift for us all because there would have been nothing worse than us losing and fans booing us off the pitch yeah yeah of course and I think you responded to it didn't you I mean it was a much better performance in the second half yeah second half was much better well it couldn't have got much worse in the first half really could it um <laughs> But, yeah, I think it was a, a 
reasonable reply from kind of how poor we were in the first half. Um, but at the same time, I think it was quite it was quite difficult psychologically being four 0 down. We just had to kind of go on and just put on a fight and just show, yeah, well we lost four 0 in the first half, but you're not going to turn us over in the second half like you did before. And uh, for for fans and listeners who haven't seen you yet, how would you describe yourself as a player? Energetic forward, going to work hard for the team, make my runs in behind, um, just put myself about really. Um, hopefully, score a few goals. Um, yeah, I can. I suppose I can. I like to think I can do a little bit of everything, so I can get the ball to feet and hopefully show a bit of quality on the ball, or I can make the runs in behind and. Even when the team's not playing well or I'm not playing well, I'll keep running and then hopefully get the rewards. Nice one, Tom. All right, well, uh, good luck on Saturday. Cheers, mate. And uh, see you around. All right, I'll see you Saturday. After the Chipstead friendly, Ben had a chance to catch up with Stephen McCarthy, who's enjoying his first season sporting Dulwich Hamlet. So, Stephen, it's a Tuesday night at Champion Hill. It's freezing cold outside and it's half-time. It's a friendly against Chipstead. And can you believe you're here instead of watching Champions League football at home in the, in the warmth? I can't, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what's happened, really. I think my girlfriend really thinks I've lost my sense now when I said I was going out to a friendly rather than watching the game at home. So, it's weird. I'm still coming to terms with it. I'm still trying to work it out in my own head, but... It's, I'm enjoying it. I'm loving it. When was your first game, Dulwich? It was the Margate home game earlier this season. What a game! Your it was first a pretty game. good start. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was um, Lauren Hamichi's last minute winner. That's the one. Um, oh, it was a beauty, wow. and that was so. That was the game before the Hampton game. Before the, you know, pay what you want. Yeah. Um, so yeah, as an introduction, it was pretty good. It was, you know, I knew straight away when I came in. I was like, this is doing it. This yeah. is, you know, this is proper. This is what I've been looking for. So having looked at a few other teams locally uh, before realising just how close Dulwich was um, and yeah last minute winner against money bags and all that sort of thing it was just it was brilliant and just sort of took to it straight away so have you lived in the area for long? no um, moved to Streatham about a year and a half ago from North London so I've been in North London well the rest of my life pretty much all my adult life um, so yeah moved down to live with my girlfriend um, about a year and a half ago so popped around a bit Went to the ice hockey, went to Sutton, went to Carl Sholton, just to have a look. Did you go to Twig? No? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did, and I can only apologise, I didn't know at the time. Um, mercifully, Always I, forgiven. Yeah, mercifully I found it a little bit depressing there anyway. It felt a little bit um, like a club on its uppers a little bit. Um, and I'd been, many years ago, I used to support Elsby United in the Southern League. And, you know, they were... At their peak, they were sort of doing what Dulwich are doing now. Yeah. Um, smaller crowds, um, but good crowds. And then watched it all sort of fall apart. Um, dodgy chairman, all that sort of thing. Um, and didn't really have my fix of non-league for about 20 years after that. So did you have a league team you supported in between? Yeah. Um, yeah, Arsenal. Um, right up through, you know, Highbury and the Emirates, season ticket holder for a long, long time. Um, packed that in a few years ago. Um, Completely. Yeah, going completely. Yeah, I still went to a few away games after I gave up my season ticket. But it's, you know, it's I've probably had a similar experience to a lot of people in that they just got a bit fed up with it. Um, the money's part of it. Um, but, you know, all the, all the nonsense that goes with it. Um, and the crowd being um, an impatient crowd at Arsenal and watching that change over the years. 
Um, I think it was when when they started booing a boot a few years back, where I was just like, "This is just getting out of hand. This is just ridiculous." You know? I remember that. Yeah, it was it was nonsense. It was a a guy who always tried hard. Um, Even the, not as an Arsenal fan, I remember watching that and thinking, "Painful. What is painful. going on?" Yeah, yeah. And you'd, you'd you'd be sitting there and you'd you'd look around, look around you in the North Bank and going, "What are you people doing? This is no matter what you think." You know that transmits. If you start booing a player, it's like it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's like he's what are you going to get out of him if you're booing him. So something I couldn't imagine happening here. It would have to be something pretty extreme. Um, and that was that was the straw that broke the camel's back, really. So I knocked it on there then, um, and I said I've been in the wilderness for a few years, and uh, so I've turned up here. You mentioned the crowd getting on a booer's back at, at the Emirates. Um, what is the main difference between the crowd at the Emirates and the crowd here? Is it that? Is it the fact that... <laughs> is it we support players even when the going gets tough compared to Premier League clubs? Or is it, is it more welcoming? Or is it more inclusive? Or is there, is there something that stands out? It's a few different things. It's, it's part of it is, you know, the Emirates now, it's a day out. You know, I'm not knocking people that get to go to the old game and what have you, but... You could be visiting, it's like going to a big cinema or a museum or something like that. Do you know what I mean? You're just one of the people yeah. going in through the door. Um, season ticket holders always passing season tickets around amongst themselves and whatever, which is understandable given the cost. So you're sat next to different people all the time and you sort of end up losing that sort of rapport that you've built up in the past. But, you know, all the, all the obscenities of the Premier League, you know, I'll still, I'm, you know, I'm a hypocrite. I'll still watch it on the TV and, um, and I, I'd still say I support Arsenal, but. It's genuinely, you know, if I was stuck on the other side of the world, I'd look for Dulwich's result before I'd look for Arsenal's. That's, that's the reality of it, you know. So um, I said recently, I think it was the, um, the Margate away game, um, which is without a doubt my favourite game so far. Um, I think it's for a lot of fans. Yeah, it was just, it was just fans, a brilliant... Yeah. That was the day when something flipped inside me. That's when I started jumping around and stuff like that and, again, taking myself by surprise at the end of that game. Um, but it was... Um, they played on Saturday, obviously, and then Arsenal went and won two 0 at Man City the following day, and it was like that's nice, you know. It's but it wasn't. <laughs> it was like yeah, but yesterday at Margate was yeah. fantastic. Do you know what I mean? So it's it seems a bit weird, but um, I'm fine with it. Like that. So I suppose the two big big games that are actually in your memory are both against Margate. They're both Margate games, yeah. Um, and I think for a lot of fans this season that's been the case as well actually I think they stand out especially for, for newer fans especially for your first game for that that last minute win yeah. as we mentioned earlier in the home game um, and then the day out at Margate was just one of the best days of certainly my life and a lot of people's lives as well I've you know, mentioned afterwards yeah. you've seen a lot of games this season in between those two games um, who has impressed you the most who we played against who do you think is the strongest team in the league well, I haven't seen Maidstone because I didn't go to the away game, so I can't really comment on them. Margate were, I thought, you can tell they've got all the players and what have you, yeah. but you know, certainly the away game, they were strutting around like sort of 11 individuals, as cliched as that is. Yeah. Um, who's impressed? It's, it's actually probably, weirdly, I think it was Leiston. Is it pronounced Leiston or is it Leiston? Leiston, Leiston. Them. Leiston. Yeah, I thought they were. I thought they were really good. I mean, it was a bit of a smash and grab when they came in. But I thought they, I enjoyed watching them play. Um, you know, at the, at the other end, you've got your Billerickies and what have you, club you around all over yeah. the place and what have you, which is, I don't mind either. I mean, that's yeah. a, I like watching the contrast and what have you. So I thought they were pretty good. 
Um, and then the weirdness of the Canvey game. I still don't know whether Canvey were just fantastic or whether everything just went wrong at our end or I don't know or a bit of both maybe but um, on the day they look great recently Dulwich has suffered a slight drop in form I think some fans have over, perhaps overreacted but there has been a slight drop in form over the last three or four games um, scoring goals has become a bit of a problem how do you think the season's going to end up what, what do you think is going to happen from now to the end of the it's going to be a playoff case I'm sure yeah. um, I can't it's not things couldn't fall away like that, I don't think. I'm, and I'm aware of things that may have happened in previous seasons, but I won't. Yeah. Yeah. I've only heard that secondhand, so I won't really comment on that. Um, definitely a playoff place. It'd be great to have a, a home one. There's in the semis. That is. Um, there's there's no one to be scared of, is there? You know. Let's assume that Maidstone, despite their best efforts, managed to get promoted. The two 0 down at halftime. Two 0 down at halftime. Hampton tonight. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. You know, there's been a little spell of that recently where you've gone, it's that, again, it's that cliche of does anyone actually want to win this league where, you know, Margate have had dodgy form, we've shot up and then dropped away a little bit. I said we then, you see, that's another... <laughs> that, started, that started slipping into my conversation. But it'll definitely be a playoff base and then after that it's got to be a bit of a lottery, hasn't it? But there's no one to be, you know, who, who's, who are you going to be worried about? Hendon, Margate, they're all beatable, aren't they? So it's about the end of the season. No matter what happens, are you going to be here next season? Yeah, there's no doubt about that. I'll get my season ticket for next season. Um, I slight, at the last minute, I bought getting a half season ticket around Christmas time. I was like, let's not get no. But yeah, next season be a season ticket, no doubt. And it's you know you'll get ups and downs. I'm sure over the next few years, you know, and people might look. These might turn out to be the great days or whatever it might be. But you know, I've been here before with a football club where. You know, you stick with them if, when things aren't going so well. If you keep going up, it's brilliant, and you sort of ride it out. It's, it's, you know, that's how it is. It's you don't get too down about the sort of defeats. You know, there was Lewis the other week and what have you, where we all froze to death and you know, a bit of a trip. But you know, even after that, you're like, okay, well, that wasn't very enjoyable, but I'll take it over being at home. Put it that way. And what's your favourite moment of your first season at Dulwich so far? Favourite moment was going to be Ethan's goal, second goal <laughs> the second goal against Margate away so yeah when it just all went nuts and, and what have you so on the pitch that's the single moment I thought it was brilliant when the players came over at the end um, well as they always do but sort of literally started half jumping into the crowd at Margate which I thought was that was fantastic the photos of that quite a few players on Twitter have set that as their Twitter cover photo have they I'm not surprised it's, that was, yeah. it was a great moment you could tell everyone just in that moment was like this is yeah. this is fantastic you know um, so that that's probably the best single moment but there have been lots of you know there's moments there's been lots of moments that have happened on the pitch that haven't ended up as goals or haven't ended up as wins and stuff like that Ash Carew is my <laughs> it's, it's my sort of has become my footballing god I could just watch him all day He's the, you know, he's the embodiment of the of the swaggering dandy, isn't he? He really is. He's, he's. I just love watching him. I think his class and what have you can be infuriating sometimes, but I could just watch him all day. So I could pick half a dozen Ash Carew moments. <laughs> some of my, you know, my top ten so far. And if people are contemplating coming down to Dulwich, what would you say to them? But I haven't been yet do it I'm spending quite a lot of time at the moment <laughs> telling that to people I've had mates come down from work and try to convince my brother to come to Bognor on Saturday which is uh, I think that might be a losing battle but I'll give it a go I'd say come along and you know everyone I know who's come down 
but I begged to come down. Everyone's enjoyed it. Everyone said they've enjoyed it anyway, um, and they seem to have. Come down, make of it whatever you want to, whether you want to become part of the rabble, whether you want to be down the sides, or you know, whether you want it to become take over your life, or whether you want to be an occasional, whatever, just come along and enjoy it um, until the ground gets full up, and then you have to work out what happens after that. A couple of weeks ago, Dulwich hosted Met Police in a Ryman Premier League game. The game finished nil-nil, and yet again, the game between the two teams was a very tight affair with very little chances on goal. It's the third or fourth time consecutively that we've either drawn or lost to Met Police, and so it wasn't expected. Hugo, you were at the Bogner game on Saturday. I wasn't. How was it? Yeah, well, I arrived just on kickoff, and uh, within about five minutes, Bogner had opened the scoring, and... Uh, it was easy to tell because they've got a massive scoreboard that lights up at saying goal. Sponsored by Butlins. Whenever they uh, score, and they did score a couple of times more pretty quickly. Uh, and by the end of the half, it was 4-0 to Bogdan, which was obviously uh, not particularly fun. But um, the team responded pretty well in the second half. Obviously, no one wants to have these games, no one wants these results, but they're inevitable every season. And uh, all we can hope now is that we bounce back. Must give a, uh, a shout out actually to the fans that made the trip. Um, the Bogner fans after the game have been hugely complimentary about the fact that the Dulwich fans sang for the whole game and for about 25 minutes after the final whistle as well, which we've seen before, and it, uh, it's still good to keep seeing it. So, uh, fantastic support as always, despite the result. Yeah, as Tom mentioned in his interview, the players really appreciate it. So, let's keep it up to the end of the season. A couple of players have left Dulwich in the last couple of weeks. Serge Makofo, who was on loan from Whitehawk, has left the club after five games and two goals, including a goal on his debut away at Enfield, which grabbed us three points, and a goal in the win away at Bury. So we thank Serge Makofo for his contribution. Moo Man has also left the club. Moo didn't actually play a league game, I don't think, for Dulwich in the time he was back with the club. It was his second spell, from what I can remember correctly. Uh, he scored twice in the friendly against Chipstead last week, but he has since returned to Met Police. This Wednesday night, the 4th of March, there is a quiz night at Champion Hill. It's the very first event in a, a fundraising campaign for Dulwich's trip to Hamburg in 2018. The trip is taking place because it's the 125th birthday of both Dulwich and Altona 93, who I suppose if... If you think of a town in England that has a sister town, which you see on the town as you drive into the the place, I suppose Altona 93 would be Dulwich's sister club, I suppose you'd say. So that's on Wednesday night. Um, from what I can remember, it's £20 to enter for teams, and that's teams of five or more, or five or six, if you only have three players, and I think it's £5 each. All proceeds of the fundraising night go towards the total amount that the trip is going to cost which is £8,000 so it's the very first event in a campaign that's going to last about three years so please do come along and uh, enjoy the quiz it's Wednesday night at half past seven at the club on Saturday it's also International Women's Day and to mark this occasion the club are offering women's football teams in South London the chance to attend the match for free uh, this is a game against VCD Athletic on Saturday. And finally, the last three days since Friday, we've been running a competition on Twitter and on Facebook. 
and elsewhere online to win a match programme. It's a Clapton versus Dulwich match programme from 1976, which it turns out is the date of birth of Julia Roberts, which was pointed out to us by Duncan Palmer, so thank you for that. That was a fantastic bit of trivia. And I have a huge long list of people who've entered here, so I'm just going to pick one completely at random. Massive list. It's taken me so long to get through it, you wouldn't believe it. I am going to choose Ground Roo. You retweeted it when we first started the competition three days ago. He is a fan of TSV 1860 Munchen and Dulwich and Altona, and he's based in Munich. So I'm happy to announce that you have won the 1967 Dulwich versus Clapton match programme. Congratulations. Don't forget to get involved with Ford the Hamlet online. Our Twitter is at Ford Hamlet. Our Facebook is Ford the Hamlet. And the website is FordTheHamlet.com where you can find all past episodes. That's all we've got time for this week. Tune in in a fortnight's time for more Ford the Hamlet. Ford the Hamlet is part of the Holdfast Network. Visit holdfastnetwork.com for more quality podcasts. It would be nice if all the teams went out and played like swaggering dandies as the Hamlet do. An absolute humdinger from about 25 yards. Get it. Swaggering dandies. An absolute humdinger. Why are you doing that? It's an absolute...